0: Before we start this episode, a quick note to say that it was recorded before we had audio only listeners in mind. So to get the full experience, I'd recommend watching on Spotify or YouTube. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Charity Professional Development Webcast, an opportunity for you to learn, develop and contribute more to your cause. Today, we are joined by Chloe Parker, who will be talking to us about effective data collection and impact reporting. Chloe has been working with charities and their data since 2015. She's passionate about demystifying data and reporting and making it into something everyone can do rather than just those techie people. She helps people in the charity sector go from being afraid of using tech to being confident in their data and reporting abilities. Chloe, it's lovely to have you and I will hand over to you.
1: Thanks for having me, Zach. Um, Thanks for having me, everyone else as well. It's great to um, have you here today. So I'm just gonna um, share my screen so you can see some slides so hopefully that has come up for you now Um so yeah thanks for the introduction I'm going to talk to you today about effective impact reporting and how you can improve your data collection and impact reporting in your role at your charity um, so before we start just a little bit about me um, so I uh, work with charities around Um, helping them to find the right database, or to help them with the existing database when they come across problems, um, CRM systems, all that type of thing. Um, You can find out more on my website, or if you've got any questions after this, feel free to pop me an email on chloe at coreinsightsuk.com as well. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about impact reporting, and to enable us to have a bit of context for that, we're going to talk about something called the impact wheel which is essentially a way of thinking about your data and how you can use it to measure your impact um, and what you're doing within your organization. So um, it's, it's based on sort of a plan do review type model, um, and it's, but it's all to do with, with data. So first of all, when you're thinking about your data, you wanna think about what you actually want or need to report on. So. What are the types of data that you want to collect? Who are your different audiences that you're collecting them for? Um, And why do you need them? And then once you've done that, you'll actually need to start collecting your data. So having a think about um, what tools can improve your data collection and how you can improve any existing tools that you already have. Um, Even if it's Excel spreadsheets or paper forms, um, those are all tools that you can use for data collection as well. The next step when you've got your data is to do some analysis and you might do some internal reporting, you might gain some insights from your data that you've collected. You also um, might do some reporting to your stakeholders as well, so funders, trustees, um, anyone else who kind of sits inside or outside your organisation. The final bit of the impact wheel, which quite often gets lost, so quite often what I've seen is this is actually more of a straight line rather than a a circle or a wheel Um, but to close this gap you really want to think about reviewing your your data or using your data to review your services but also to change what data you collect as well so you might find that you have a drop off in the number of people coming to your drop-in for example and your data can help you highlight that and then you can start thinking okay why are people dropping off? Can we start to ask them that question of why people are dropping off? Or you might have had the opposite problem recently where you've got lots of different people who are coming along to your services, a really increased demand for your services. And that can help you think about, okay, how can we use this to prove that we require more resource and um, funding to go into our organization? So it's a really simple tool that you can use just to think about how you're um, how you're using your data and, I'll go through some tips for each of the the stages of the impact wheel as well. Just to mention that it doesn't just have to be used in impact reporting. You could also use this in your fundraising data as well. So thinking about the data that you collect on your supporters, how you store that data, how you report on that data, and then how you can use that to change your fundraising strategy um, or the data that you collect on your supporters as well. So just worth thinking um, how well you're doing on the impact wheel at the moment. And are there some barriers that you think could be stopping you in any of those points? So it could be funding for a CRM system if you want to move away from spreadsheets. Um, It could be the time to sit down and reflect. It could be the skills you need for reporting. So just have a little think about um, what are some of the barriers and how could you think about overcoming some of those. And again, I'll share some tips. from my time working with charities. Um, So for the first part, which is data defining, it's to really think about your KPIs or impact measurement. Um, You can use something like a theory of change to develop an outcomes framework that can help you just really lay out what data you need to collect. And then also what else needs to be collected for other people, so whether it's funders, whether you want to collect certain things for yourself as well. So it's not just about impact measurement, it can also be about um, sort of how people are feeling or or things like that. And it's always good to take a step back at this point as well, rather than to really be in the database, take a step back and think about what do we actually need to report on? um, What are we collecting that we don't actually need to collect anymore? What has changed within our services that might mean that we need to change what data we collect as well? Some tips for data collection is to get the right tools for the job. So think about different um, CRM systems that you could use, or even if you're using Excel, just making sure that those spreadsheets are set up really well for data collection. Also to do some housekeeping, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. And also just to regularly review your tools that you're using for data collection as well, making sure that they're up to date um, and used by the team. So question again is how often do you actually review the fields in your database or the columns in your spreadsheet? Is it something that never happens and when you click on a dropdown, you've got a million different options that nobody ever uses? It's a really good thing to do to keep your database or your spreadsheet quite clean. Um, and if, you're not, if you wanna have a think about how often you might wanna do it, I'd recommend looking at it every six to 12 months or every time that you have a big change in your strategy, which might mean that your data collection needs to change as well. My next question for you is, what do you think is the most important thing to ensure that you collect and manage good data? So a lot of the time, um, when I ask this question, people come back to me and say things like, we need to have a better database, we need to have more training within our team, And those are really important, but I would say that the most important thing is actually your people. So the people who are using your system on a daily basis, your staff, um, people who are doing all the different stages of the impact wheel. And I'm gonna tell you a story because there's somebody called Elizabeth who I meet quite often in my role. Um, So, and quite often what happens is Elizabeth will think, We want to move away from spreadsheets, quite rightly so. We want to move to a database. And she thinks, my team are really busy. I don't want to put pressure on them. I'm going to go away and find them a system that can help with that. Elizabeth's team then get given this new database. They have a little bit of training. But what quite often happens is a couple of years down the line, people move on, the team aren't really bought into the system, and the database just becomes a little bit unusable, you might as well throw it in the bin. <laughs> um, the team are frustrated and you need to spend a bit of time and money either to read, look for another system or to make the system work for you. So if you are thinking about investing in a new system, um, the process that I tend to go through is a four step process with um, organizations. And it's really about bringing the team in as much as possible throughout the process to find the right database. Um, Gathering requirements from all different team members, um, your frontline staff, the people who are engaging with your service users is really important. Helping them to say what their problems are, what they want to um, do differently, how the database can help them. Then going out and actually looking at systems, so getting demonstrations of different systems. It can be quite time consuming, and people quite often feel like they don't have time to go to all the demonstrations. But by seeing the systems work and seeing how they can be using the systems, it can really help with buy-in later on. And also it's a bit of initial training for people thinking, oh, this is the new system, this is how I'm going to use it. And then selecting the system together as a team. So making sure that you are all making the decision on what system to move ahead with rather than one person handing over the database to the team. And that more collaborative approach helps you with buy-in and helps you, the team to feel more empowered in this new database um, that they're bringing in. So yeah, if you go away from with anything today, I'd recommend this to, if you are gonna look for a new system, just to help people be involved. And if you've already started that process or you've even um, uh, invested in a new system recently, the best thing to do is to still try and bring people in at each stage. So help them to have their voices heard when things need to change or if they need to have more training um, it's a really important thing to get your people on board with your technology another thing that i quite often see is there's not many people who got into the sec charity sector to collect data and so having those conversations with people and really helping them to ensure that they get sufficient training to be able to use the system is really important Something to reflect on might be um, the challenges and frustrations in your team that stop data collection. So what are you hearing from people that are stopping them from collecting data? And you might not have differences, but quite often I see differences between fundraising and frontline teams. And if there are, how can you help those different teams to sort of change, um, change the way they think about data collection or to tackle some of those challenges or frustrations as well? Some common challenges and fears that I've seen from different teams. Um, so on the left are, are some of the, the challenges, which is the benefits of data collection just aren't shared. So people don't feel like they know why they're collecting data. There's not much empowerment. So quite often people feel like we're collecting this data because we need it for our funders, rather than because we can use this to help our services and help improve um, how, we, how we work with our service users. Quite often, there's a lack of confidence or skills in using different technology, people not feeling bought in, which is what we've talked about already. And also quite common, um, a subtle challenge or fear is a fear of job losses or job changes. So when this new system comes into play, my whole job is going to change. I'm going to need to spend more time doing data collection or I'm not going to be needed anymore because this new systems going to come in and take away all of my, my roles. So some things that you can do to help with some of those challenges is to improve the reporting, help in making reporting accessible to everybody, helping them to actually use their data and use that regularly in your decision making. If there's a lack of confidence, you can invest in training or more accessible systems for people. There's a lack of buy in, as we talked about earlier, make sure everybody's voice is heard at all different stages of your data collection. And if there's a fear of job losses or job changes listen to people and reassure them help them to think about how their roles can change for the better and how they can um, improve their skills to be able to do that as well you might have another challenge within your team which is that you think great i really want a new system now but i know that my manager or my trustees don't want a new database some things that can help you to build a business case is to think about how much time is currently spent on data collection within your team. Is all the data in one place for you, um, or is it all over the place in lots of different spreadsheets? And what are some of the challenges that that's creating for you? Is there certain information that they're asking from you that you can't give them because of your current systems? You can also speak to other charities and organisations who are using systems as well, and think about the cost-benefit analysis of what a new system can bring you. So we've talked about data collection. I just wanted to talk a little bit about data reporting and thinking about um, using the right tools and to automate as much as possible. So using the right tools um, when you're investing in reporting is what systems do you already have? Do you already have a database that has some inbuilt reporting? Do you have Excel? Do you have any other tools like Power BI? Um, How could you improve what you already have? Are there any areas where you could automate some of your reporting to make it more easily accessible will your current system meet your needs long term or do you think need to think about another system that might have better reporting for you is there any additional training you need and also who's interested in the data and how can we present it to them in different formats you can also think about what questions you want to be answered but you never can and which tools help you in your reporting at the moment I've just listed some tools here as well that you can start using. Um, and do get in touch if you've got questions about any of the tools that I've listed above. The final bit, the most important bit, is your strategic review. Um, to really close that gap on the impact wheel. And it's a really good idea to make data part of your strategy days. So um, having a, a dashboard of, of your different um, KPIs or, or impact that you're making and use it to help inform decision making. But data alone can't answer all your questions, so you need to combine it with anecdotal feedback from your service users, from your staff, from other people, um, other organisations that you're working with as well, before you make some big decisions based just off your data. Um, Have a think about what areas of your your data you regularly check in on and review, and where you would like to do more as well, if you want to do something in this area. Um, I'm coming towards the end so hopefully um, what, what we learned today is that there's probably a lot of people who are in the same situation as you hopefully this is reassuring for you that if some of these things resonated that there are a lot of charities who are in the same situation that you can use the impact wheel to see what's missing in your data collection Excel spreadsheets aren't necessarily bad but use them properly is a good way to get more from your data And a good next step is to invest in tools and reporting. But most of all, people are your most important asset. Some possible next steps is not to feel overwhelmed. I've gone through quite a lot of material today in this short space of time. And just be aware that this journey might be a long one and ongoing. So your first next step might be to do a bit more research, chat to your team, might decide to go and have a cleanup of your database or speak to your database provider. You might decide to look for a new system or invest in reporting or training. Um, here's my contact details if you want to get in touch. Um, and hopefully that was helpful for you today.
0: Chloe, thank you so much. Yes, that was absolutely helpful. I am certain that it is. I love the context of the impact wheel. I think it's very easy. When we do, I mean, anything in charity, but certainly the things like data collection to uh, see it as removed from our ultimate cause um, and what we're actually in existence to do. So really bringing it back and remind, reminding ourselves on oh, no, that we're, we're collecting this data so that we can, you know, um, help in help our beneficiaries or help in whatever way we've set ourselves up as a charity to To help I um, love the reminders of uh, keeping data clean and tidy. I'm uh, forever <laughs> keeping things clean clean and tidy, but I know how important it is um, and also remembering that while we are thinking about you know numbers and letters in a in a spreadsheet or in a database, wherever it might be, actually it's all about the people um using it how does it help our people um and can our people you know better uh do they feel empowered and um able to use uh, our our database um and the other thing i wanted to pick up on that you mentioned um quite briefly but i think it's quite important is the scalability piece um you know having a system that's capable of doing what you need it to do before you need it to do it uh is is important because you don't want to backtrack <laughs> and have uh, and grow uh to a point and have your system not be ready for it and um, so that was uh really useful thank you so much and i will hand back over to you for a final four if you'd like to share one before we close oh
1: good question um yeah, I spot. Think, Apologies. yeah, no, that's fine. I think it is just that thing about think about the reason that you're doing it. And I think that's quite often what I see is people feel like data collection is a chore. And so um, trying to help them to see why the benefits of it as much as possible can then help in turn to improve the data collection. So yeah, I think that would be my main takeaway. All about the people. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Lovely place to end. And uh, thank you again. And we will see everyone next time.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Me again. If you liked that episode, then please don't forget to like, subscribe and share with your friends.